So this morning, just going to take a few moments. I just want to, uh, just going to speak just for a, a short while. And uh, my message is going to be about Derek's dad. Derek's dad. Derek is a man called Derek Redmond. And I'm going to show you a little film, and then we're going to talk about Derek, his dad, and how, what effect that would have on our lives. I'm remembered for two things. One, for being a part of the winning relay team that defeated the Americans in the 1991 World Championships. But the most famous thing that I'm known for is actually not finishing a race, and it's for the race in Barcelona. Unfortunately, I'd had a few injury problems, mainly with Achilles tendons, and that sort of hampered me through my career. But by the time I was in Barcelona, I felt great. There was no issues, no problems. Derek Redmond, the best form he's shown since he broke the British record, which was way back in 87. And I remember thinking, I'm going to win this race. The gun goes. And I had a really good start. Redmond's got off very fast indeed. I'm flowing down the back straight. And as I describe it, I hear a funny pop. And two or three strides later is then when I felt it, and I felt the sort of the rip of the hamstring. Redmond has broken down. He's on the track, kneeling down, and Derek Redmond, while his injury problem, the jinx has struck again. And I just remember having my hand on the back of the leg and just sort of collapsing to the floor in, in pain. Then I remembered where I was, and it was just like, you're in the Olympic semi-final. And that's pretty much what, what made me get up and, and, and start to, to run uh, or hobble. And I just thought, you know what, I'm going to finish this race. Um, it might be the last race I ever run, so I'm going to finish it. Not for anybody else, I'm going to finish it for me. And I was just about to start into the home straight when I could sense this person on my left-hand side. And then I heard a, a very familiar voice shout out, Derek, it's me. And instantly I knew who it was. It was, it was my dad. Up until then, I'd managed to keep all my emotions in and hold it together relatively well. But as soon as I saw him, that was it. And, you know, I lost it all and I was in tears. I was like, I can't believe, I can't believe this has happened. Why me? You know. With his track record and injuries, it may be his only Olympic appearance. He just can't hold it. He would always have been there with me and he spent many a year standing on the sidelines in the middle of the winter with a coffee in his hands trying to keep warm and all he was saying was look you've got nothing to prove you're a champion to us you'll be back don't worry we'll do this together I just said to him get me back into lane five I want to finish I want to finish just get me back into lane five and the joke that I always make about that is the first and last and only time I've ever been able to shout at my dad and get away with it you know any other time as a kid you would have got a quick smack round here and told hey less of your cheek we still had officials trying to, to, to stop us. And they're not quite sure what to do. They're thinking, who's this crazy man that's just walked onto the track? He's, what's going on? All this sort of stuff. And right up until the point I'd gone over the line and walked through the line, I had no idea the reaction it was having on the crowd. And I sort of, you know, had a look around. People were going absolutely mad. Everyone was on their feet and all this sort of stuff. Some of the messages and letters and stuff that I get from people say, you know, you have no idea who I am, I'm not in sport, I've been through, you know, some hard times, just want to thank you for your inspiration. It's quite strange that people to this day still find it, you know, inspiring. It's a nice feeling, 
um, that I've done something that has helped so many people in their own ways. There was an outside chance of having a battle for a gold. Does it make up for that? I have to be honest and say no. Derek Redmond, that was the semi-final of Barcelona Olympics 1992. The Olympics about to finish. I think the closing ceremony is tomorrow, the current present Olympics in Rio. And uh, it's an interesting, it's an amazing story. He pulls his hamstring. And as you see in the story there, it goes pop. He falls to the ground. And uh, it's his dad gets through the crowd, comes out the stand and runs with him. And, uh, you know, he, as he said in the story, he says, you know, his dad says to him, why are you doing this, Derek? You know, to me, you're a champion. And he says, just get me back in lane. I want to finish this. And his dad says, well, we'll finish it together. And his dad carries it with him so that they can go to the finish line. And he, there's a sense of, you know, endurance, perseverance, finishing your race. There's so many stories there. But the one I really want to pick up on is Derek's dad. Um, Jesus Christians take their name, Christians, from Jesus Christ, Christ ones. And uh, Jesus Christ, when he walked this earth, he revealed God as a father. I don't know whether you're aware of the prayer. It's called the Lord's Prayer. And Jesus, when asked by the disciples, teach us how to pray. In Matthew chapter 6, he says this, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. It's a prayer that is prayed in churches throughout the world and particularly throughout our land and will be prayed by many, many people. Even maybe if you go to church and maybe don't go to church, you maybe would be familiar of it. But it's interesting, when asked to teach us how to pray, Jesus said he revealed God like this. He revealed God as our Father. I don't know what your picture of God is like sometimes, Christian, or whether you're not sure what, what, what life or what, what you believe. But sometimes we have pictures of God as a, a, a man in a beard, uh, on a cloud, throwing down thunder sticks to the ground or whatever it might be. I don't know what it might be, or old father time or whatever it is, or a, some, a force that's just not interested in life, a creative energy. I don't know what your view or picture of God might be like, but Jesus reveals God as a Father. God can be to like to you and me like a father. Now that's really interesting, particularly when we see the story that we've just looked at of Derek Redmond and his earthly father. Now our father in heaven, we can see what earth, uh, take uh, uh, encouragement from the earthly fathers is even a million, billion times perfect than our uh, uh, earthly fathers is our heavenly father. Three simple things that I'd just like to just focus on from the story of Derek's dad and looking at God as our father. Um, the father loves us. First thing is this, God is a father. This father loves us. Derek there, Derek Redmond said, my dad used to stand at the sidelines with a cup of coffee. He loved me. He would take me. If, if you're a a dad and you take your children to sport or whatever it might be, you have to stand out in the cold or whatever it might be, or you're taking the children to ballet, whatever it might be. You, you love, you love your children. And Derek was saying about his dad, how his dad loved him. And uh, he showed that. And his dad showed that even at that race. Always love. No matter how old your children become, you've got this sense of love. And, you know, God, as a God, loves you and me. We read uh, in the um, New Testament these words, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God so loves the world. That's you and I. 
God loves everyone. He doesn't love certain people, not just certain people that go to church. God loves the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You know, this walk of life or this race called life has a finishing line. You know, on, in this world in which we live, there comes a point where there is a finishing line in our, to our lives. There is an end point to life, but it doesn't have to finish there. Derek Redmond said, I want to get to the line. He said, his dad said, you don't have to prove anything, Derek. He said, but I want to get to the line. So his dad says, well, we'll do it together. And you see them walking across the finishing line. You know, God so loves you and me that in life, he wants to walk across that finishing line of life with you. Life, death is not the end, but we may know eternal life as we trust in his son, Jesus Christ. God loves people. God loves you and me and would do anything and does anything as and gives his only son for your life and my life. God loves. So God loves us. Second thing that I'd like to say is this, an observation. The Father is, wants to be with you, physically present with you. He's not going to be an absent dad. He wants to be a dad that's with you all the time. You know, we see in the story there with Derek's dad, he didn't just watch the semi-final back home in the UK, but he went to Barcelona and stood in the stands. And then he saw his son fall in a vast stadium. And he didn't just stand in the stands, but he came out of the stand to stand beside his son. You see him come down there and actually go up and he gets through the crowd and he puts his arm around his son. And do you know what? That um, God is like that. God doesn't just look up from heaven and look down on you and me and say, hello, whoa, whoa, whoa. From a distance. God sees us from the stand, from creation, uh, looks upon us with great love, but then comes down and actually stands beside us, particularly in life, perhaps if we, you know, within our lives. God wants to be with us. You know, at Christmas... Perhaps, you know, maybe at Christmas you'll go to a carol service. Maybe many of us would love, love Christmas as Christians and, and uh, we celebrate Christmas. You'll, you'll hear this term again and again about Jesus. He's called Jesus the Emmanuel, which means God with us, amongst us. You'll hear it at carol services throughout the land. Jesus the Emmanuel, which means God with us. God in his son Jesus came and stood amongst us, gets amongst us. And do you know what? The father, just like Derek's father, wanted to stand with him. Jesus said, I'll be with you always, even to the very end of this age. You know, we can know God, not just from a distance, but right up close and personal with your heart and your life. We read in the New Testament, seek. We're encouraged to seek God and you will find him. Ask God and you will receive, said Jesus. Knock on the door to God And the door will be opened. Jesus said that in the New Testament. Seek, you'll find. Ask, you shall receive. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. God wants to be in your life and my life. He loves you, but he wants you to ask him. He wants you to seek him. He wants you to open up the door, knock on the door, and open up your heart. So secondly, God, you know, wants to be in us and with us and, and through our, you know, very lives. And thirdly and finally, if God loves us, we saw how 
Derek's father loved him. It's a picture of the father and how Jesus said, Ah, oh, your father loves you. If God wants to be with us, we saw how Derek's father came out the stands and stood by his son. And in Jesus, Jesus came out the stand of heaven and stands beside us and wants to stand beside you now, not only at Christmas time, but every day of the week as we ask him and ask for him in our hearts and lives. And thirdly and finally, the father lifts us up if and when we fall. In other words, God looks out for us. God will look out for you. He loves us. He wants to be with us. Third and final thing, God looks out for us. He looks out for you. God wants to look out for you. We saw when in the picture there how it's when his father saw his son trip, he made his way through to go and stand beside him. In Psalm 37, verses 23 to 24, it's the Old Testament. It's the first part of the books of the Bible, Psalm 37, verses 23 to 24, we read these words. The steps of a man or woman, for that matter, are established by the Lord, and he delights in his way. When he falls, he will not be hurled headlong, because the Lord is the one who holds his hand. The Lord, God, the Father, is the one who will hold your hand. God looks upon your steps when you look for him. When you reach out to him and he will not allow you to be flung headlong. So Derek Redmond was flung headlong on the track, lying on the track. And as he got up and hobbled along, his dad comes out and stands with him and gets through security. And so we read the psalmist says something similar about our father in heaven. Our father God who is with us and wants to be around us and amongst us right now. It says, the steps of a man are established by the Lord. He delights In his way, when he falls, he will not be hurled headlong because the Lord is the one who will hold his hand. God wants to hold your hand, but he wants us to reach out to him. So what's your view of God? I hope that maybe this morning our view of God can be that he's a good father. God is a good, good father. That's who his nature is, who loves you and me who wants to be with us. And just as I'm coming down from the stage and I'm walking and I'm amongst, this is exactly how God wants to be in our lives, wants to walk amongst our lives if we ask him, if we'll knock on the door, if we'll call upon him, if we'll seek him, he says, you shall find. And, you know, he's the one who will want to pick you up. He doesn't knock you when you're down. Some people think, oh, it's God, it's his fault. I've done this wrong or that wrong. When things go wrong or I've done something wrong, I can turn to God and he says, I am the one who will hold out my hand to you and pick you up. What an amazing picture as we close of Derek Redmond. And there's his dad with his arm around him and his son is limping, but they walk across the line together. You know, in your life, I don't know what your hopes are. I don't know what your aspirations are. I don't know what your desires are, your where you want to go in life, but how amazing it could be to walk across that finishing line, to walk across life, knowing that you have a Father, God, whose arm is around you, wants to support you, walk with you, lift you, love you, care for you. And he does that in his son, Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Let's pray together. God bless you this morning. We're going to sing as we close in a moment or two. 
I'm just going to close with a time of worship. We're going to sing one or two songs in a moment as we just think about this idea of responding to God as Father. I just invite you just to, would you close your eyes with me? It just helps us focus as we pray together if we can. And uh, this morning, Heavenly Father, uh, we really thank you, Jesus, that you, when asked by the disciples, teach us how to pray, you said, pray like this, our Father in heaven. You reveal God as a Father, not a distant, powerful creator, although he is a powerful creator, but you reveal him, Jesus, as a great Father who loves us, wants to walk with us, wants to know us, wants to be present in our lives. And you say that if you ask, you'll receive. If you knock, the door will be open to you. You'll know God, and God will walk with you. You'll never be disappointed. You'll lift us up when in trouble, when we fall. And you will walk arm in arm, hand in hand with us. And Heavenly Father, this morning we're here. Maybe some of us are Christians and we believe and trust you. But right now in our lives, we're not sure. We're concerned about the road ahead, the finishing line or the purpose of our lives or the job uh, that we're in at the moment or the lack of employment or the way ahead. We're not sure about the route ahead. And so we call upon you, Father God, to walk with us, lead us. Put your arm around your people, I pray, right now. And I, I pray, walk with them right now by the power of your Spirit. I pray for others this morning, Father, that maybe not sure who God is like. And may your revelation, may you reveal yourself as a Father who loves and cares. And I pray that you'll reach out by your Spirit, even if we're not aware, into our hearts and lives and families and homes. And reveal yourself as a loving, heavenly Father, because that's who you are. That's who you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.